You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, Deus Mafia? I'm Fernando Shimuzi, and here is your leading the charge at Buffalo Rumblings. This Tuesday, uh, June 27, 2023, I'm going to talk about Mac Bean's extension, right? Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean were extended this past week, and I'm here to talk about their tenure about, uh, in, with the Bills. Uh, the head coach and the general manager are set to become the longest uh, tenure tandem in the Bills' history, in the franchise history, right? And and I think deserved so. They have done a good job so far, despite some struggles in playoff time, but it's uh, impossible to recognize how they have been a huge part of the turnaround uh, of this franchise and how the Bills have uh, became a, a, a true contender uh, year in and year out after uh, the coaching, uh, the coaching staff set by McDermott, but also the coach, the head coach, Sean McDermott, and Brandon Bean joined the franchise. So we're going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you, I appreciate everybody who's been part of the leading the charge here at Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, you that have seen every episode. Hello, Hisher. What's up, man? And thank you so much for joining me. And I, I ask you to hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel so you can help the leading the charge to keep growing with uh, two shows a week, one in Portuguese for all Latin America and Brazil and Portuguese-speaking countries. And every Sunday night, right, here in Brazil, every Sunday evening uh, in the U.S. And uh, Tuesday episode that's going to change to Fridays right uh by by the time the season starts or by the time the preseason starts it's going to change to friday but so far every tuesday they're leading the charge in english uh covering the bills the best way possible so really appreciate everybody who's joining this and 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 has been part of the show so let's talk about this this the this news about shamak dermoton and being being extended um uh, my first thought about it is, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think a lot of people have been very critical of the, the pair recently. And I can understand the frustration with the playoff losses and especially the way they happened. Because um, two years ago against the Chiefs, it was very painful with the 13 seconds with our head coach being a, a, a defensive-minded coach and and supposed to be a defensive mastermind so uh, it's tough when we you lose with the defense being so frustrating especially in the last part of the game uh when josh allen the offense led by uh, brian dable's offense led by josh allen uh were really on fire had a great game versus the patriots and, and uh, uh, as close as it can be as a perfect game 
and then uh, against the Chiefs again, Josh Allen being able to outduel um, Patrick Mahomes at their home field. And I I used to say that that Josh Allen won that game alongside Gabe Davis and all the offense, obviously. They won that, that game twice for the Bills uh, with two game-winning drives inside the two minutes just to see the defense imploding and, and, and failing to contain Mahomes first, giving up a long uh, big play touchdown to Tariq Hill. And later, the 13 seconds, we all know the story, the history, right? And, and, and yet again, in the in the overtime so it was really frustrating uh we know about it but but the fact is that the bills has been there year in year out the bills has established themselves as contenders in the fc uh one of the teams that has the biggest success uh, in the last few seasons and it's a big big part of this success is obviously due to shamak demet ways um it's hard to, to to win in the National Football League. Everybody is used to listen to it, but it's true. And and McDermott has done a great job establishing a culture. Uh, he's done a great job um, alongside Bean, obviously, but picking up nice pieces to, to build a nice roster full of athletes that are really hardworking guys and mostly guys that uh that have their their minds in the right place work hard uh don't don't uh argue about stuff just work and fight for this their space on the roster on the team on the starting 11. so we haven't seen or we haven't dealt with a lot of uh diva behavior right uh outside one case or another but it's it's not being a huge thing inside this roster um, and I think a big, big thanks to Coach McDermott for that, right? He established a nice culture. Uh, the group is really, uh, they like to call themselves a family. Obviously, it's tough to deal with this kind of stuff in sports because nobody's fired for, from their families, right? Nobody's cut for, from their family, uh, at least most of the time, right? So uh, it's always difficult to, when people start to say, oh, we are family and things like that in, in sports. But the truth, is, uh, the truth is the Bills have built as close as you can as a family. The guys love each other mostly. They work well together. Um, the group of guys that the Bills have uh, put inside the building might not be the, the best athletes in the world or the most talented guys, but they are hard workers and they are are fighters who can play at their absolute best, fight hard, and then keep it up with uh, with anybody in the league. So, um, McDermott has been a huge part of that, and his future is real, and it's a big-time reason why the Bills have been so competitive uh, recently in the last few seasons. I'm not out there to, to be just uh, giving props to McDermott and Bean, uh, people who knows me, who follows me for for a long time now, since my cover one days writing, and and people in, in especially in Brazil who has listened to me for more time in my own channel, Fernando Shimut channel, you are all invited to to subscribe there too. Uh, but people who who's uh, followed me longer now, they know that I I can be very critical of McDermott, of being sometimes of 
Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is my guy. I love Stephon Diggs. I own his jersey. I have him here in my my studio, right? And love the guy. But you know, recently I've been very critical uh, on Stephon Diggs about his behavior, and and I can't lie when I see some stuff that I really believe is not right. And with McDermott, it's the same thing. Talking about the coach, it's the same thing. I can't ignore the way the Bills were outcoached against the Bengals in the last playoffs. It was really shameful. I would I would feel embarrassed if I were McDermott in that situation because the, the Bengals clearly were the better prepared team for that game. They clearly had a plan since the beginning. And the Bills looked like a team that just... Uh, stepped on the field for that game like we're gonna play our game and it's gonna be enough and and playoff ball playoffs ball isn't that that way you can't step on the field and just believe you're gonna be better than the opponent no matter the preparation no matter the game plan no matter the strategy it's not how football works uh and unfortunately it was pretty clear that the Bengals were way better prepared for that matchup and and they could start the game fast build a, 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 a nice lead and, and establish a difference in the scoreboard and just manage the rest of the game. So uh, it is on McDermott as a leader of the coaching staff and it is on the, on the coordinators later and then the coaching staff. It's on the players too for not executing better, but uh, I think McDermott as a leader, he obviously needs to look at himself and how he can get better there. Um, let me bring some stats from McDermott's tenure so we can talk about it. And, and I have some, some stuff to, to share with you here. Let me throw it on the, on the screen for people who's watching via Buffalo Rumble's YouTube channel. You can also listen it via podcast, via, um, the Spotify and other, other places where you can listen as a podcast. And I really appreciate your like, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel, help us keep growing, keep grinding. So um, let, let me add this to the screen. Sean McDermott as a head coach, um, I mean, his pro football reference page. And, and Sean McDermott has been pretty successful as a Bills head coach, as we've said. Um, if we take just his Bills career, obviously, as a head coach, um, he has a record of 62 wins and 35 losses, a great record, the winningest uh, Bills head coach ever already. And in the playoffs, four wins and five losses. Obviously, we want a better record here and we want a Super Bowl badly, but it's not like he's been a total failure in the playoffs by his record. It's obviously not just on him, but it's on his players too and not just the bad things but the good things the same way and in the last three seasons the bills uh, hardly ever have uh, the bills lost just uh, six games in 21 but in 20 and in 22 just three losses so the bills have been pretty successful as you are aware already and McDermott we can't ignore it when we think about Sean McDermott's tenure as a bills head coach uh, the national media started a week ago talking about 
a potential uh, hot seat for Sean McDermott and pressure being on him because of this playoff uh, failures and, and maybe the clock running out on him. And as soon as it became a, a, a thing, a trend on social media and national media, uh, talking about McDermott maybe feeling the, 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 feeling the, the heat, uh, as soon as it happened, what was the answer from Terry Pegula, from the Pegulas, from the Bills uh, owners and, and, and front office? They simply extended not just McDonald's, but Bean, the partners in crime for the Bills. And it shows a lot about the confidence the ownership has in McDermott's and, and Bean's uh, competences. So uh, I saw last week also Cole Beasley tweeting about somebody asking about, uh, Cole, do you think uh, McDermott is feeling the heat when all the national media started to talk about it? And Cole Beasley was like, oh, I'm not so sure because the front office loves the guy. And, and people who wanted to read too much into it were like, oh, okay, the coaching staff loves the guy. How about the players and things like that? Obviously, Cole is a guy who's not on the team right anymore. And he, he wasn't in the team in the beginning of the last season, but then he was brought back in uh, when their plan for the slot position failed. And so, and then the team again, um, went in another direction and didn't want to, to, to bring Biz back. So it's difficult to, to really trust Biz's opinion, uh, not being personal with the way the team has dealt with him recently. But uh, it's, it's comprehensible to, to, to think that some of the players might be, might be, a little bit frustrated with the way the Bills lost to the Bengals, with the way the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Uh, we can see right now Stephon Diggs doing a lot of weird stuff, uh, tweeting cryptic tweets all the time, and and we saw his behavior versus against the Bengals, and we saw how uh, maybe McDermott being taught that time would would be enough to to solve this problem, and when they were set to resumed their, their activities on mandatory minicamp. They, they, they saw the hard way that Diggs wasn't ready to simply let it go on and, and, and keep going and decided to, to, to talk to them. And it caused maybe Sean McDermott even to lose uh, his cool a little bit and let it slip out the, the information that he was concern with Stefan Diggs' behavior. Um, what, uh, whenever Diggs is, is, is feeling better now or not, we can't be sure. We'll see when they are back for training camp. But the truth is, uh, with the losses, obviously some players with time and losses and some bad results from your behavior, the way you run things and, and the way you you set your team for the games, prepare your team for the games, or the way you run the, the things during game days, some players sometimes are going to question you as a leader, the way you are running it. And and a guy like Diggs, for example, who's highly productive, he wants the ball more, and, and maybe he's he can be running out of patience with the head coach or with the coordinator, the offensive coordinator, even his own quarterback. He wants the ball more. 
And it's not just Diggs. Diggs is the guy who who is a star player and he, and he has the he has the the morale or, or the he has the the level of stardom that allows him to be so so loud about the, those frustrations. Other guys aren't allowed to be so loud because they're going to be in trouble if they question their, their coordinators or coaches. And, and we are not never sure about how many people inside the locker room are really frustrated still with the way the offense is run or the way McDermott has run the team or, or anything else. But the fact is that the ownership is still fully behind McDermott and Bean. The extension shows that until 27. The Bills has been pretty successful. And, and it's easy to understand why Terry Pegula as an owner would marry himself to a coach like McDermott or a general manager like Bean or a, a tendon, a, a partnership like those two guys, former Panthers, have. Because I'm not a big hockey guy, but you Buffalonians that follow the Sabres closely, you know how much Pe the Pegulas have struggled with the Sabres and the future and finding a reliable coach or reliable general manager and, and building a nice stuff that lasts with the with the Sabres. And right after they, they bought the Bills, they could, uh, after Rex Ryan, they could, right after, fix it, finding McDermott, finding their franchise quarterback that has eluded the previous general managers and coaches for 17 years and more, right? And, and, and so he finally could really sustain some success, have some stability with their, his franchise. And, and that's why it's so easy to understand why the Pegulas, uh, they choose to trust McDermott, they choose to tr trust Bean over being highly critical of their work, over being like, okay, we are already an established uh, playoff contender, but we got to be better and McDermott might not be enough and I want to go in another direction. So it's hard to see the Pegulas being that um, aggressive regarding their coach and general manager because obviously they have they have had a lot of trouble with the, the, the Sabres. So it makes total sense to appreciate what McDermott has done and to keep trusting him to take the next step, to keep getting better and to become a Super Bowl winning coach and, and, and continue to be a Bills head coach for a long time. So it's perfectly understandable how the Pegulas made this choice and I really can't fault them. All right. I can understand the fans that are very critical of McDermott, but we might uh, remember how hard it was during the drought. And, and yes, sure, we didn't have our franchise quarterback, but listen to me. There isn't only one way, guys. There is more than one way of building a contender and winning a championship. A championship. Uh, there isn't a, a, a right recipe for that, just one right recipe for that. There are a lot of variables and a lot of things that co can go right or wrong that can, can make your decisions look good or bad. So I'm ready to talk about that. Let me give some, some seconds to our sponsors here at Buffalo Rumbling and I'm going to continue shortly. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So, um, there isn't only one way to win a championship. If everybody knows the, the right recipe and there, there was only one, everybody would do the same thing. And not that's not how things work. So, uh, with coaches, there are some coaches that are more like, I want to build a family with guys that are fully committed to working hard and to showing up every day and, and doing the right thing. And we're going to be able to find success this way because we are going to deserve it every day with our, our work, uh, the work we put in. And and they don't tolerate like uh, diva behavior or they don't tolerate uh, off the field stuff. They don't tolerate people who who don't, uh, don't work hard enough or, or people who aren't focused enough. Um, and this kind of coach is, uh, I'm practically describing Sean McDermott here, right? And and it's it's easy to understand why owners mostly fall in love with this kind of guy, because you have the right people, good people in the building working hard and, and being prepared to, to deliver on Sundays. But on the, on the other hand, there are, there are some coaches that, really don't care about it okay here in brazil people used to say oh, i i don't want players to to marry my my daughter i want players that to to play well on the field so i don't care about the off the field stuff i don't care what does he do uh at home or at the club or, or if he's sleeping at night or if he's partying i don't care as, as if he can deliver on sundays if he can play well i don't care if he doesn't practice well if he doesn't put up the, the effort on the film room. I just want my players playing well. There is this kind of coach, you know, like uh, I remember Rex Ryan as a bill. He was a failure, but but he had his time with the Jets. He had his his fair share of success. There was a, a reason he was uh, he was a thing as a coach, right? So uh, that's the kind of guy who who's partner with players is always taking the players uh, back all the time and 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 really choosing a, a, another way of, of uh, trying to win and sometimes it works out too because sometimes those players 
are like, okay, I'm gonna play hard for this guy because he's a friend, he's a partner. He, I, I, I messed up, but he had my my back, and and he's always with us, and I'm gonna play hard for him. And sometimes it works. So uh, there are a lot of different ways of being successful, and people can choose what way they're gonna believe and they're gonna invest their time and and and, and resources trying to to win that way. McDermott obviously is a no-nonsense guy who wants people who works hard and, and are are really locked in, trying to do the right things, take care of, of themselves as a man of the field, as players inside the field, as professional. Uh, he's worried about the locker room and and he tries to have the right leaders on the team to 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 have the team going forward in a same mindset so i can get why people love this kind of coach i i really prefer this kind of coach i think i think there is a right way of of being a professional and i like the way mcdermott sets the the goals for this team i think most of the guys inside the locker room buying okay the guys buying on this system on this way of doing things and and fighting for position i think it's a uh, it sets a good, a good example for young players to come into the team and to work hard and not just just trust their skill sets and they, what they have done in the past uh, uh, in college and etc. So I can understand and I I really appreciate the way McDermott runs the team, but obviously people uh, they're gonna judge McDermott by his results, and and we are coming to a place where just getting to the playoffs isn't uh, a special thing anymore. Like when McDermott arrived, it was uh, a matter of uh, celebrating like a, like a Super Bowl. All right. That was the, the reality as, a, as fans, as Buffalo, as a city, the franchise uh, in the situation it were for 17 years. So it was totally understandable how making the playoffs was a big thing was totally understandable how winning the AFC East has been a big thing but we can feel how how the 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 celebration for winning the, the AFC East has decreased recently right because it's it's become the standard we we kind of uh, even right now with the AFC East looking uh, stronger than ever maybe we are kind of like, okay, see, if the Bills don't win the FC East, it's going to be a, fight, a failure. It's going to be uh, frustrating. And that's not really how the NFL works. And that's not really so easy to win your division, even though the Bills continue to be, for me, the best team in the division. Uh, but it's not that easy. And especially last season, the team dealt with a lot of tough stuff tough injuries, tough off-the-field stuff. So it was really difficult. Um, what I really believe is that you got to be in the playoffs to have a chance to, to win it all, obviously. And the Bills has been there every year. Uh, I think some people has put the Bills on a, on a lower tier than the Chiefs and Bengals because of the last game against the Bengals. But I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's nowhere near to being fair, all right? I think the Bills are equally in the same level as the Chiefs and as the Bengals 
in the same tier and anything can happen when those teams play against each other right yeah it was ugly against the Bengals in the last game but it happens we've seen the Bills play against KC several times recently always in Kansas City and the Bills has won the same fair of share of games that as the Chiefs unfortunately the Chiefs have won the, the most important ones in the playoffs right but the Bills has gone to Kansas City and, and has won there and and we've seen Josh Allen being able to outdo Patrick Mahomes we've seen several of good stuff that when we lose a game in the playoffs I we like forget everything and and just focus on the bad things I don't think we can ignore how uh McDermott has worked hard and and has really built a built a, a big time contender in this Buffalo Bills team we can expect every week that this this team steps on the field they're gonna play hard-nosed defense they won't be easy to to beat when they are playing defense with the exception of that game here and there where when opposing offense can run the ball all year long it seems like a an annual thing same thing with Josh Allen that annual thing that for two or three games he throws a lot of interceptions can't play well and then uh focus and reestablish himself and get back to MVP level MVP caliber play the same thing has been has happened with McDermott uh every year we have our defense playing really well being really tough no matter who's the opponent but there is one there are two games where the defense can't stop their lives and struggle mightily and everybody starts to be concerned but then they they refocus and get back on track so we can expect good defense from McDonald's especially during the season always the Bills have been uh top recently top five top three unit in the league and in the same way we've we grow we've uh, grown accustomed to uh, a, a dominating offense a high powering offense who airs it out and puts puts up a lot of points on the board so uh it's been really fun for people who have seen a lot of bad defense and and offenses that only could run the ball with good running backs and struggle mightily to pass the ball it's been fun to to watch this version Sean McDermott's version of of Buffalo Bills football and yeah they gotta be better doing during playoffs but remember head coach just like the players he needs development he he needs to keep getting better McDermott isn't an old guy he's still maturing he's still getting better as a head coach he arrived there as a rookie head coach who never had this role before so he learned a lot from Leslie Fraser who already had experience and was his assistant man he grew during uh, along the years and and even moved from a guy who trusted way more his defense than his offense to a guy who started to trust his franchise quarterback who also needed to get developed during these years and and he's more okay now with the offense leading the way with the offense throwing the ball a lot and, and using his defense as a compliment he's even more aggressive on fourth downs and things like that but still he's still needs to get better uh some of his timeouts 
during last playoffs, some of his decisions in game were questionable. And I, that's why I really like the way he wanted the pressure right now of calling the defensive side of the ball. Because, hear me out, if Andy Reid is going to be this guy who makes, and he truly makes the difference for the Kansas City Chiefs offense, calling the plays, organizing that offense, and being really a mastermind, offensive mastermind for the Chiefs. If Sean McVay is going to do that for the Rams, if McDaniels can do that for the Dolphins, all on the offensive side of the ball, man, McDaniels got to impact the game on the defensive side of the ball. And I think a lot of people are expecting a lot of different things from our defense. And I really don't see it this way. I think Leslie Fraser was pretty much uh, aligned with McDermott on philosophy. But yeah, there are some differences with Fraser coming from Dungey 3 and a Tampa 2 guy. And he loved to play that, uh, that, that cover 2 zone defense, uh, Tampa 2 defense. He had Tremaine Adams in the middle covering that seam route and with his length it was easier for him and even this i think it's a it's a, a part of the decision of moving on from adams because with mcdonald maybe we might be back to more that quarters coverage cover four and with matchup zones that can become man coverage accordingly to the reads they make and the routes being run and in this situation you might not need that length at the middle linebacker spot to cover the seam routes and you need another kind of Milano linebacker to be able to run with fast people and Bernard and, and Dorian Williams are guys who can run with fast guys so I'm curious to see this uh, the how the defense is going to change but philosophically I don't think it's going to change a lot I think the Bills are going to still play that bend but don't break defense trying to rush for most of the time, playing a lot of zone coverage behind them, uh, being okay with people running the ball, but being on third down and trying to, to, to leave the field on third downs, being really stout against the pass, um, being aggressive, maybe more aggressive now uh, with McDermott calling the shots on third and long and, and dealing some different blitzes, but with Floyd, with Miller, with uh Rousseau improving I think he has Ed Oliver back I think he has the the resources to rush for and get home so I don't see a lot of difference in in this defense behavior for next season but I love that McDermott is there as the nominal defensive coordinator and head coach so nobody he's not hiding behind anybody anymore not that he was hiding before but a lot of people were like oh uh fired fraser because the defense struggled and mcdermott was alongside him all right but now he's calling the shots and he's the total responsible for this unit and i like that he put himself in this situation and and didn't choose to put another guy there even if it was just to have a name there where he could uh or where people could direct their blame to so great to have McDermott as the lead man for the defense. That's his his background. That's that's where he needs to make the difference. I think he uh, the fact of McDermott being the defensive coordinator by itself can save us a couple of timeouts already from what we've seen in the playoffs last season, right? Last year. Uh, so 
I'm really happy with the way things have gone in the coaching staff and McDermott taking care of the defense. And I think he deserves his shot. The extension is fair. Uh, but don't forget that it's no guarantee that he can be fired before he's seeing the, the end of this contract. He got another vote of confidence from the ownership. He got more time to work. But the Bills are contenders and they must continue to be contenders. The new stadium is being built and and Pegula want to, to move to the new building with this winning team competing maybe with a Super Bowl ring on his his finger already. So uh, uh, they still going to continue get better and del- deliver or or things can change real quick for, for McNamara and Bean. So that's my opinion on the head coach. Let's talk general manager a little bit and, and just a few seconds for our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, guys, let's talk general manager Brandon Bean there. That's another guy who I like. I like McDermott. I like Bean. I, I, I really can support their extensions. That doesn't mean that I, I can be critical on some of their moves and some of their decisions. And I'm not saying that they can't get better. I think I love the way Bean runs the team. I love the, the partnership with McDermott. I love uh, how the team has been successful. Uh, I love the way he hits on late round picks on his drafts. And especially I love the way he, he hits on the franchise quarterback that changed our franchise, right? But on the other hand, I think he has been pretty mad on, on, on the early round picks. And it's, it has hurt this Bills uh, team, to be fair. All right. Uh, you expect the early round guys to have more impact and and it not being the case has cost the bills a lot literally on the free agency where they need to expand a lot of money to bring people to positions where they were supposed to have the answers via draft but unfortunately being couldn't hit on those positions so again i have some some things to show you here let me throw on the screen pro football reference page and I have the 2017 draft to go quickly through it. 2017 draft, McDermott was here, but Bean wasn't there yet. So Doug Whaley still was the, the general manager here in this draft. And I really have this, this hot take that I don't see how Doug Whaley was as bad as people want to make you believe nowadays because... Let's be honest, if you look at 2014 Bills roster with 
Josh Allen at quarterback instead of Kyle Warden or EJ Manuel previously. We're talking about a Super Bowl contending team. We're talking about a team that finished 97 with Kyle Wharton and EJ Manuel in the early in the year. Uh, behind a stout defensive performance uh, led by the cold front. And the roster was pretty cool. I think Doug Willie hit more than being on, on his early round picks with Marcel Darius, who was stud before the extension. Um, Stefan Gilmore was a stud. Um, Ronald Darby was pretty good early on. So uh, he drafted his version of Matt Milano and Nigel Bradham. Right. Um, who else? I think the, uh, Preston Brown was serviceable. He had his fair share of, of hits. And unfortunately, he missed on two guys that were huge for for his continuity. That were AJ Manuel. That was more, uh, if, I think it was even more on Knicks than Whaley. But Whaley was part of it. And he's on record like, okay, if AJ Manuel doesn't pan out, I'm not going to be here for long. And it happened. And we can discuss how he was given a fair share and how tough to have Nate Hackett as your offensive coordinator as a rookie. So really tough situation for AJ. But he missed on AJ and he missed on Sammy Watkins, where he traded up, uh, gave up on an extra first round to, to get Sammy to the team. And Sammy Watkins was a no-brainer back in the day, all right? Some, a lot of people like to, to analyze it after the draft and be like, oh, we could have uh, we could have had OJ, OJ Beckham Jr. We could have had Mike Evans. We could have, have, have had other guys that, that went after Sam Watkins. But back in the day, he was the surefire number one wide receiver in that draft, a true difference maker. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was drafted one year before, and he was the, the, the worst from the, the pair of studs, stud wide receivers from Clemson because Sam Watkins was the real deal. And the Bills went all in on Sam Watkins and unfortunately injuries uh, cost his career because when on the field, Sam Watkins was a stud. He was dominant. He was physically imposing. And I think he was a major hit when he were playing. But unfortunately, he couldn't play. Uh, uh, he couldn't play a lot. So... Anyway, first draft with McDermott on the fold and without Bean might have been the best draft from, from the partnership, even though Bean wasn't there. And I can't be sure about how much of an impact people who have access to One Bill's Drive says that Dogwell and his scouting team have a lot of impact on this draft. So they did pretty well. Travis White stud Zay Jones. We were very critical on Zay Jones, but he... He's became a nice wide receiver. He's been doing a good job with the Jaguars, right? Uh, Dion Dawkins is still with us. Uh, dependable left tackle. Matt Milano, stud. Nathan Peterman, no comments. And Tanner Vallejo, uh, also out of the league already. But out of those picks, he, he hit it pretty well in the first one. With one in the second, the other one. Also, if you were more patient, he could have been a nice contributor to this this team. And then with the fifth round pick, an awesome pick with Matt Milano. Let's move on to next year. 
First, Brandon Bean, in fact, draft with the Bills. Hit it the best way possible with Josh Allen. And that's where, that's where you can separate Bean from Whaley. If not this pick, man, I don't see uh, how Bean was more successful than Whaley drafting. But this pick make all the difference. Josh Allen, he changed the franchise. Then Tremaine Edmonds, who played really well, became a really great player. All right. Harrison Phillips, a nice player, moved on to, to Minnesota. Teron Johnson, still a starter, underrated, uh, slot cornerback. The role that he can play, allowing the Bills to stay on nickel every single snap, not move to base defense, it's huge. So Tyron is uh, really still here. Then Siren Neal, important to special teams. White Taylor, stood out pro, I was mad when this guy was traded because we we prefer to, to to keep Spencer long over White Taylor and I was really mad I really wanted to keep White Taylor because I I liked how he looked as a rookie and obviously the potential was way higher than Spencer long back in the day but big time flop by being letting this guy go Ray Ray McLeod still out there playing Quality football for, for Steelers, for, for Niners, nice returner, and Austin Pro. So, first being draft, one of his best drafts, I think, is a bill. Uh, definitely his best draft because of Josh Allen here. Big time hit. He had hits on in early in the first, and he had hits late in the draft, too. After that, not so much, guys. Uh, next season, so 2019. Ed Oliver, first round. Okay, Ed Oliver just got standard. He still has potential. He's a good player, a little bit on and off, more than I, I'd like. But he's not a, a, he's not the guy that we really expected or hasn't been yet. Uh, guy is a little bit undersized, and I think it, it has contributed a lot to, to his, his difficulties of staying healthy. Anyway, a contributor early in the first, but not the impact player that he must be. I hope he can change it this year. Cody Ford, big-time flop, a guy who Brandon Bean wanted badly, celebrated badly when he still was there uh, on the board uh, to be picked in the second round and flopped mightily. That's a guy who cost the Bills big time because we've seen recently during playoffs how our, our offensive line poor our poor offensive line play has cost the Bills. If Cody Ford was a major time hit, no doubts that our offensive line would have been better recently and it could have contrib contributed to this team going farther during, during the playoffs. Devin Singletary, third round, good back, good but not great. Loved Mother, but the lack of home run speed hurt him a lot. Dawson Knox, Better than expected, I think. But with his big payday, we're expecting even more, but good pick. Then a lot of, of flops, right? And Roshan Joseph, Jaquan Johnson, maybe uh, the guy who I really was disappointed last season. I really expected him to step in when, when Hyde got injured and play well, and he really flopped. Daryl Johnson had his moment as a special teamer, but nothing else. And Tom Sweeney, backup tight end, who never had a major impact. Then 2020, no first-round pick, but smartly, 
all right? Because our first round pick that year was Stefan Diggs. So here, uh, Brandon Bean with a smart move, guaranteeing production from the first round pick, going after Stefan Diggs. Oh, we could have Justin Jefferson. Okay, but we could have also uh, the Eagles bust wide receiver, right? So uh, it's no guarantee that we would have picked Justin Jefferson there. And, and guaranteeing the production with Diggs is a nice way of, of using your first-round pick. Uh, however, if you trust your scouting team and you pick Justin Jefferson, if you trust your, your capabilities of drafting well and goes the one young guy, you have him for ship for four years in, in, in a 50-year option, and you don't need to pay as much as the Bills has paid for for Diggs, so there is this side of this choice, right? But he guaranteed the production Diggs, he guaranteed the help to Josh. I can't uh, criticize it. AJ Peneza has busted. Uh, he's okay, he, is, he has been dangerous as, as a situational pass rusher, but, but all this change the body type, um, slim down, then bulk up, then it has hurt his career. I hope he can this season find himself in a nice spot and produce more. But right now, he's a situation uh, pass rusher on, on pass-only situations. Zach Moss, bust. Gabe Davis, fourth round. When you draft a wide receiver in the fourth round, you don't expect him to be a, a top-tier wide receiver, too. Gabe Davis has showed this potential, what's good. But when he was trusted to this role, he hasn't been productive enough or hasn't been reliable enough. We hope he can step up this year and and play better. But a good a good pick for a fourth a fourth round pick. Jake Fromm, uh, Tyler Bass, good pick at sixth round kicker. Isaiah Hodgins, really liked Isaiah Hodgins coming in and and he's doing well for the Giants. And Dane Jackson, a, a nice find here in the seventh round. A guy who's been very reliable and and very productive for a seventh rounder and still competing for the cornerbacks two spots. So again, being late, middle to late rounds, awesome. But second, third round, this place has been tough for our general manager. 2021. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Rousseau in the first round, late, very late in the first round. I'm really cool with this pick because I think he's underrated. Greg Rousseau is a really, a really nice uh, edge player. He's awesome against the run, and he has still potential to be a better pass rusher. Uh, I'm curious to see Greg playing this year, and a good pick here. Then Boogie Bashan, another flop in the second round so far. I like Boogie coming out, and I still hope he can play better, but the moves that they've done, first they signed Von Miller for a huge contract, and now they double down with uh, Leonard Floyd. They have Greg Rousseau. They surely aren't trusting Boogie or Epineza to step up their games and, and be contributors, so 
it's really tough when you spend so much draft capital as a position and you still need to pay a lot for free agents to come and produce and those guys don't play. So it's tough here and some problems with uh, with Vince Picks here. Spencer Brown, the jury is still out, right? The, the trust, the level of trust from the coaching staff on Spencer Brown to be the right tackle uh, is, is really high. And they again have have gone to the to the training camp and and to it seems that they're going to the season without a true competitor for for Spencer Brown's spot. So they are trusting him to be a a nice right tackle. And I I, I hope he can be because for the first time he really could work hard during the offseason and get ready to be a, an NFL right tackle after his rookie year where he dealt with all the the, the things that rookies deal every year, moving to a different level of play, playing against top talented guys, and, and especially from where Spencer came. So I'm curious. I, I want I want to see Spencer Brown playing this year. I hope he can secure that spot and play really well because the Bills don't really have an answer if he doesn't. Tommy Doyle, nothing special. Marquis Stevenson, same thing. Damar Hamlin, for a sixth rounder, he really stepped in and held the fort uh, as well as he could last year. I liked the way he played. And and in the sixth round, you can't expect to have a, a lot more than that. Uh, it's really the exception when you can find an all-pro there. Uh, Wild Goose never played as a bill, and Jack Anderson was stolen from the from the practice squad. And then 2022, Kyrie Yellen, who has all the potential in the world. I loved what I saw uh, last season against uh, last playoffs against the Dolphins and he's again facing a competition with fellow uh, cornerback from the same draft class Christian Benford another late round find by by Bean uh, but Kair must win this job because he offers things that neither neither Dan uh, Dan Jackson or Christian Benford can do the speed, the length, the the way he can run with quick wide receivers. James Cook, the opportunity will be there to, to win the, the running back one spot and to produce. We'll see. Terrell Bernard, a lot of people hated that pick. I didn't. And I have huge expectation from him to win this middle linebacker spot right now and, and, and become a standard, uh, become a really a... a centerpiece of this defense alongside Matt Milano. He has the leadership qualities. We'll see if his game can translate to NFL level at middle linebacker, but the jury is still out. We'll see this year. I hope he can work out and we have a plan B with Dorian Williams being drafted. Just he was here. Khalil Shakir showed flashes, but still fifth round. I think he, he shows potential that you can be hopeful, especially with the way Bean has found Quality players, middle, late rounds. Metarizer, unfortunately, all that trouble. Benford, quality guy, nice find here. Can maybe become a safety, but he's still competing for a cornerback. Tenuda never plays a bill, only preseason. And Braylon Spector, a, a guy who don't, uh, he doesn't have the pedigree of Terrell Bernard, but that's a guy who played big games for Clemson and is athletic and might surprise some people and win the job. We'll see. And the last draft that he just did, right, uh, 2023, Dalton Kincaid. 
We hope he can be a weapon for Josh Allen, Osiris Torrance. We hope he can become a stud inside. Dorian Williams, the same way as they did with Terrell Bernard for Tremaine Edmonds. Now they have Dorian Williams just in case Terrell Bernard doesn't work out. Uh, Justin Shore, they're all potential in the world. Broker and Austin have their their fair share of qualities and potential too. So, after all, I really believe uh, Bean has been pretty successful with, with all uh, with most of the late mid and middle and late round picks. But his first round picks, they must play better. They must be impactful player. The Bills. I think it's, it shows on the roster. When you see the Bills playing, you have quality depth. You have a solid floor for the guys playing. You don't have really bad players playing for the Bills. Bad players can't find playing, playing time for the Bills. On the other hand, you can find on other teams, almost in every position you can find on other teams, players that would be uh, upgrades for the Bills players. So you always can find more star plow, more star power on another teams in, a, in several positions. And that's a problem. Which players Bean has drafted in the first round that are real studs and are real difference makers and guys that win games for you? Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs via trade, right? Other than that, Greg Rousseau has, has a shot becoming that. Ed Oliver. I'm not so confident, but he still has a shot at becoming that. Uh, Kyrie Elon has a shot at becoming that. And obviously, Kincaid. But and in the second round, the guys have been totally disappointing. So it goes through Brandon Bean. And that's one of the problems I have with him because the Bills have spent a lot of money on guys that it wouldn't be necessary if his picks were better, right? Maybe, okay, you try Von Miller because you want uh, an upgrade and want a, a stud guy. But if Boogie Bastion and, and Ore Caneza became really great players, it might we, we wouldn't maybe even need to do that. Or we wouldn't at least not need to, to pay Floyd now. So I really think Bean can do a better job in his drafts, I hope. Kair Elon, the draft from last season and this season can show that they are moving in a different direction and in hitting early too. I hope so, because it's going to really help uh, the Bills to, to go to the next step, move forward, win the playoffs, win it all. It's all that we want. And I think uh, overall, Bean and McDermott have done a great job. Overall, it's really good, but it's not perfect. And that's why so many people... In the fan base, we're like, oh, really extending them now? They're going to show something more. Yeah, the standard has changed. We want to win it all. But we know that's not so easy. And we know that they are right there. They are on the door knocking. And they can at any moment become a, a Super Bowl winner. And I think the it's totally fair. And that's why I can understand and, and appreciate that uh, Pegula is showing love, is showing trust to his pair of, of leading men. And, and I hope they, they, he can be this patient and this hope can translate into more wins and Super Bowl wins and, and stability to a franchise that has dealt with so many uh, difficult times. Okay, Bills Mafia, let me know via comment sections what do you think. 
let me know uh, if you agree, if you disagree. How excited are you to see uh, McDermott and Bean working this year? And how confident you are the Bills can do the, can take the next step, win it all, or, or move to the Super Bowl, beat their their AFC content, uh, contenders or rivals, and and move to the next step. Let me know. Uh, I'm pretty confident. I think I think the team got improved this year. I'd like to have DeAndre Hopkins opposite Stephon Diggs, and I think, in my opinion, Bean should have uh, gone harder over Hopkins, but they they choose to go Floyd and different routes. So we'll see. But I'm happy with this this decision by Pegulas, and I'm curious to see what do you think. Let me know via YouTube comment section, interact, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel and keep supporting the leading the charge. I'll be back next Sunday, totally in Portuguese, to Latin America, Bills Mafia, Brazilian Bills Mafia, Portuguese-speaking language, countries, Bills Mafia, I'll be there, totally in Portuguese on Sunday, and next Tuesday, back with the leading the charge, English version, via Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel, via Spotify, and, and your favorite place to hear podcasts, we are there too. Thank you so much, Bills Mafia. Uh, I appreciate your support and see you next Sunday. Go Bills! Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.